and welcome to another episode of the Sensational Kids Show. This week, my son is turning 18. I correct? My youngest son is turning 18 and I am feeling all the feels. Um, and I thought actually maybe today I shall talk about empty nest, empty nest syndrome, um, or just what's going to happen in September when I can do what I want, when I want, in my own house. When my eldest son went to university, it was it was super hard. He went as far away as he possibly could to Liverpool, um, and we dropped him off in the middle of the pandemic. So that was quite hard as well. You know, it was very restricted, very limited. Um, and when we left, I was I thought I was fine. My husband, however, was in bits, um, and. I think it probably hit him harder because I knew that I was coming back to my shared study, which I share with my youngest. Um, and in a way that kind of made it easier for me. However, the last year has been, it's, it's been like watching the clock tick and knowing that come September, he's off to university and I'm going to have to be uh, on my own. When I say on my own here, I mean in the study, which we have shared for about two or three years, because he's actually fairly sociable in that he doesn't want to have his desk and his computer and his learning area up in his room. He likes it down here with us. And I have to be honest, I love having him down here with us because, you know, when your kids become teenagers, it's almost like you, you don't see them anymore. They're like this ghost that appears in the house and all you see is like a shadow or the fridge door opening or you hear these groans when you say, hey, how was your day? It's kind of like, a, oh, um, and, and so I really enjoyed having him here with me. In fact, it got to a point where um, for the last term, because he's doing his A-level exams, I've rearranged my schedule and I'm really lucky that I was able to do that so that I can spare him the our 40 journey each way from college and pick him up in the afternoons. Um, and even though I used to tease my neighbor next door for going to fetch her kids from the same college and saying, oh, just let them take the bus, I kind of get where she was coming from. It's clutching onto those little moments, that shared moments of just silence. Um, and I've realized it's just, um, I'm going to really miss the guy. You know, he's he has these moments where he just will suddenly talk loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and tends to have this knack for doing it when I'm really not in the mood to talk to him. Obviously, I quite often, not always, often will become, will get myself into the mood for it. Um, and, and so I've just been thinking a little bit about what people say is emptiness syndrome. And people have been saying, oh, you know, you have to make sure that you know exactly what you're going to do when he goes away and, um, you know, plan things, plan your schedule, know what you're going to do. Um, and, and I thought, actually, what I talk to parents about and what I've tried for myself is that actually a lot of the ways that they say to conquer, because it's a massive battle, apparently, emptiness syndrome are ways that I've kind of been saying we need to be looking at things and doing it all throughout. So, for example, everywhere you read, it says to 
um, find out who you are, um, get to know yourself or um, get a new hobby, invest in yourself. And actually, that's something that I've always said, you know, you come first, you always come first. And and that's because your kids do leave one day. Um, and, and yes, they leave at different times and how they leave is different. But at some stage, they become less and less dependent on you and they need you less. And dealing with that is like, oh, oh my gosh, okay. Um, and, and I've been thinking, actually, I've been working on this with the boys for a really long time in terms of getting them to not need me, but to want me, um, which sounds like a little cliche and I need to get my little violin out and, you know, tears everywhere. But I've always wanted to give them the skills that they would need so that they do eventually move out of my house because, you know, as much as I love them, I do not want them to live here forever. Um, and so my husband and I have always strived to get them to be as independent as possible. So they can do their own um, washing. They can, they know which clothes can and can't go into the tumble dryer. Um, and it took ages, like super, super, super long to to get them to that stage. But we've done it. They can cook a hot meal. They might often just choose not to cook a hot meal. They can clean their bathrooms. They can clean their bedrooms. They might choose not to. But I know that they have their skills. So I know that actually they're going to be okay. Um, and, and I know Noah's going to be absolutely fine, but it's... It's still hard. It doesn't make it any easier, you know, knowing that he's not going to be saying, oh, can you give me a lift? Or what's for supper? Words I absolutely dread, by the way. Or, um, you know, hey, can you get me some more pens or some ink for my pens? Um, that type of thing. And I think at the moment what's happening is every time he asks me for something, like he'll, um, and it's completely emotional blackmail sometimes, I think he knows he's doing it, um, is he'll say, oh, do you want to spend some time with me? And I'll go, sure. And he'll go, okay, so you hang up the t-shirts and I'll hang up the trousers. And it's like, yeah, okay, walked straight into that one. Um, so, you know, some of the things they say that you have to do to cope with emptiness syndrome is to identify your feelings, acknowledge your feelings. And I think I've been doing that. You know, I know that it's going to be super hard. Um, but I'm also quite excited at the thought of being able to sing as loudly as I can and as loudly as I want to, instead of worrying about Noah and his, um, you know, love him to bits, but his sound sensitivity. Um, another one they say is fill your time and structure your time. Well, A, I have ADHD, so filling my time is not an issue. Structuring my time is not an issue. It's not about the time. It's about the presence of having him, of having him here, of the comfort of seeing him every day. Um, and that's quite a tricky one. Uh, you know, they they say, talk about how you're going to feel. And well, yeah, I talk about it. But I think until it actually happens, it's, I'm not exactly sure how hard it is or it isn't going to hit me. I keep thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be super, super hard. He's going to leave. And then what am I going to do? So I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I've already said to him that the day of his last exam or after, I'll be kind and give him a day, he's moving all his junk out of the study. 
everything he owns is going up to his room, which has the space for it. And then I'm going to start kind of like designing my little um, zen zone. You know, it's going to have my little office side, but I'm also going to put in four swing hooks so that I can do aerial yoga, so that I can have a swing seat instead of a sofa seat. And I'm going to have loads of books and I'm going to have loads of plants and the windows are going to be open because I'm not going to be worried about sound. And I'm going to have lovely diffuser smells because living with a child with sensory processing difficulties, he doesn't like many of the smells that I quite enjoy. Um, And I'm going to just turn this into a really chill Zen room and enjoy the space. And and that's one of the things that I'm going to do for myself, I think. Um, the other thing I'm also going to do is book holidays close to the sea. And that's not just because he's going to university close to the sea, and it will give me an excuse, but because it's something I've always wanted to do is to have weekends away at the ocean. Um, but I've always found it hard with him studying for school, you know, having being able to do that in regular um i am i'm quite looking forward to that as well i'm also going to have people around a lot more often um i if you may or may not have picked it up yet i'm fairly impulsive and can be a little bit erratic and i love having people around i love having people around and i love having friends come over and if it's friends who know me really well i know that i don't have to tidy i don't have to um worry about the dog hairs I know I'm just going to have a great time seeing them but when you have a child with anxiety and a child who has sensory difficulties you have to bear that in mind you have to bear in mind that actually you know he likes routine he likes knowing what's going to happen and he's fine with people coming over he just would like as much notice as possible he'd like to know who's coming over when are they coming over what are we going to be eating you know what smells are they going to be are we going to be playing music where's the music going to be and so I'm kind of looking forward to connecting with others um and and just kind of thinking about just myself um and my husband um and the reason I think I'm I'm excited to do this because I know he's going to be fine my son he is you know he has the skills to make friends he has the skills to say no and to, you know, stand up for himself if he doesn't want to do something and he doesn't want to go out. Um, he has a list of about seven meals that he can cook and which he will cook. Um, he knows how to do his washing and I think he's going to be absolutely fine. And knowing that means that I can kind of go, okay, this is this is going to be great. Um and, and I think what I've learned from having my eldest go away is that actually I need to be much better at phoning because my eldest is similar to me in that telephone conversations are hard. And so we do kind of, and I think it's an ADHD thing as well, where you just, you have like this time blindness where you forget that you've not actually spoken to a friend in months. And so you'll send them a message and my true friends will know me and they'll know that actually I'm just carrying on a conversation that I left mid-paragraph or mid-thought um, four months ago. 
Um, and so I imagine that, yeah, I have spoken to him. I know how he is because we sent some pictures and things like that. Um, and I know it's going to be different with my youngest because he he messages me quite a lot. Um, and And so that's kind of making me feel like, okay, I'm going to get better at doing this. And by messaging him, I'm going to get better at messaging my older son. Well, <clears throat> that certainly is my um my hope. Um so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this whole having time for myself, being able to do things for myself um as spontaneously and impulsively um as I can. However, I'm also really not looking forward to looking to the left and there being just an empty space. So I would like to ask if there are any parents who've been through this, where your youngest has left um, and gone away, any tips, any advice, please let me know. Um, I have, you know, to prepare myself and to get over all of this, I have have booked a holiday um, to Las Vegas for the first week of September, which I have not yet told the son in question because he will start panicking about the fact that um, literally a few days after we come back, we'll be taking him to university. Um, So I've got that planned and I also have some trips planned for October and planning to see lots of friends. So that's something I'm kind of doing. Um, And then something my husband doesn't really know yet is that I'm planning on doing a lot of DIY around the house. So I'm going to be ordering um, a nice little workbench and a super duper saw, um, just things to keep me, to keep me busy, really. Um, So yeah, let me know what your thoughts are and I will... um, look forward to all your suggestions um have a wonderful week